Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. That is, that's a big claim. I have to be pretty excited to back up being the most excited person in the room. How's everybody going tonight? Good. Are we all freaking out that there's a crazy stage in the middle of the room and we don't know what to do during Fearless? Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited when I get to share, share with you guys. Um, but I've kind of got like a little bit of a, a different message to what I normally do. Um, you know, normally I start my message with uh, some sort of witty attempt at humour, maybe some sort of story of something that happened during my week with some sort of funny take that I could draw back to some sort of God thing or something, uh, probably followed by some more attempts at humour that fall flat. That's sort of my normal... Just like that bit did just then, actually. Um, that's sort of my normal uh, message strategy. But, you know, tonight uh, I, I kind of got a topic that I think uh, a lot of you guys probably normally switch off for. And uh, I know a lot of you guys even see the message starting and decide that that's the perfect time to head to the bathroom or get a drink anyway, uh, because you think that this is the bit that's going to suck anyway. But uh, particularly in this topic, I think it can be really easy to, to switch off. And so I guess I just didn't want to come to you guys with, uh, with the whole song and dance and happy stories. I just thought maybe tonight I could be a bit more honest about some of my experiences with this sort of topic and some of the things that make it easier and some of the things that make it hard. That doesn't mean it's going to be like ridiculously serious. I'm not saying that it's like crazy deep because it's not crazy deep. But I just, I didn't want to come with a whole song and dance tonight. Is that cool with you guys? If we just stick on a stool, that's how you know it's going to be casual tonight. See that? The stool? Casual. Hey, uh, so the topic tonight, I'm summing up as like, how do we spend time with God? And, and really what we're talking about is, is that, spending time with God. And, but more specifically, uh, if you've been following along with Youth Alpha in Equip, the weeks that we're talking about tonight are, are, are the topics, sorry, are, are prayer and reading your Bible. And uh, like I said, not super exciting topics. No one's like, yeah, uh, prayer and <laughs> reading my Bible. Spending time with God is what we're talking about tonight. And you know, the truth is that um, it's, it's easy to sit up here as, uh, as someone who's pretty old and has been doing this for a long time and, uh, and, and say that I'm really good at all of these things magically over time. And, and uh, I remember being a young person and feeling kind of bad, I guess, that people older than me were apparently really good at this stuff and I wasn't really good at it yet. And so, uh, you, you know... One of the interesting things about being a communicator is we're always trying to inspire or encourage you guys to be better. So sometimes we come up here and we talk about like what would be the best gold standard for Bible reading, right? What would be, and I, I've probably done messages like this where I talked about like this is what you should, what you should aim for. And I think that that's true. Like I'm always trying to get better, but the, the truth is that I, like I'm a pastor. I can't, and I, I couldn't sit up here and look you all in the eye and say that I get up at 7.30 every morning specially and read my Bible. 
I read my Bible a fair bit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't read my Bible. But, you know, I think when we think about, like, setting up a routine, we think about, like, yeah, if I was smashing it, I would get up at 4.30 in the morning and I'll read my Bible for two hours every single day, right? That's kind of what we're told. And then after we spend our two hours reading the Bible, we spend another two hours praying. And then it would be 8.30 and we'd be rushing off to school and we would have spent four hours with God already. And this is kind of what we picture in our heads as being a really spiritual way to live life. But, you know, the reality is that even for those of you in the room who have wanted to have a crack at doing better at reading your Bible or spending time with God or, or praying, is that that probably hasn't been true. It probably... You probably haven't quite hit the aims that you set for yourself at particular times where you've been excited. And I'll let you in on a secret that when I'm saying all those things, there's a lot of leaders looking a little bit sideways like, why is he talking to me? He's supposed to be preaching to the youth. Here's the bad news about spending time, about spending time with God. Here's, there's something that I'm not here to say. Here's the bad news. Spending time with God, even if I'm, I'm willing to be honest and say that I, I don't have that magical, amazing system for it, spending time with God is not a choose-your-own-adventure. That's not a choose-your-own-adventure. There are good things to do, there are good habits to build, and there are bad habits that can sneak into our life that keep us from spending time with God. And uh, I think sometimes we can spend a bit of time justifying to ourselves why we're not as good at it as we think we would like to be. I think it's an unpopular, I mean, I think it's a popular sort of train of thought these days, you know, you do you. I don't read my Bible, but I, I really love God and that's enough. It's like a bit of a you do you statement, isn't it? Like, oh, well, I've got to figure. I know I don't read my Bible, but I know I don't. I don't pray that much. Oh, I know I don't actually spend that much time with God, but I'm doing my best. And I think that uh, I think that sometimes that's a bit of a lie that we feed ourselves, because this isn't a choose your own adventure. If if we want to be Christians, if we want to be more like Jesus, we have to be spending time with the person we want to be more like. You can't just think about somebody and think you know something about them and then think that you're trying to be somebody. If you're not spending time with them, if you're not going back to the closest source of what that person was like and what their teachings were, then we're going to end up missing the mark, right? That's just that's just logic. But I think sometimes we, we have this choose-your-own-adventure mentality. Maybe we even have our own choose-your-own-adventure mentality when you open up the Bible and maybe you open up to a passage that you've already read once before and you go, oh, I already know what this means. I already know what this means for my life. That's a choose-your-own-adventure mentality. That's deciding what God's going to talk to you to, about today before he even has a chance to say anything to you. And that's, that's not the God we follow. The God we follow says, I have plans that are probably different from what you have. I have things I want to say that are probably a little bit different to what you want to hear, but I promise that they're going to be good and that it's going to be an incredible adventure that I take you on. But it's not going to be a choose-your-own-adventure. If we choose to follow God, then we're not following ourselves. We're not making our own decisions as much. We're trying to follow Him 
So don't be fooled that you don't have to do this stuff. Don't talk yourself into, oh, I'm doing all right. I go to youth on Fridays and I go to church on Sundays. Those are good things to do. Those are, but don't fool yourself that if you're skipping during the week, if you're skipping spending one-on-one time with God, if you're coming to youth and church, but it's not really you spending time with God, it's really you just catching up with your friends and sneaking out to get water during the message because that's the bit that's hard to listen to sometimes. Don't, don't fool yourself. There's a saying that um, people use, or definitely when I was younger, people use as like an excuse for not going to church or, or, or not doing the right thing, and it's this. Going to church doesn't make me a Christian any more than standing in a car park would make me a car. Which is, it's half true. It's half true. That is true. That's what I'm talking about. You can, you can go to church and it doesn't have to change your life. You can come to youth and you can hear about Jesus and it doesn't have to change your life. You can come to youth tonight and hear me try and encourage you and be honest to spend time with God during the week. And it doesn't have to change your life this week. But if you want it to, if you want to take on board what I have to say, then I promise you it will. Here's a life principle for you about your brain and about your heart. And it's not very deep. It goes like this. Garbage in, garbage out. It's pretty much that simple. I know I have to keep track of whether I'm putting garbage in or whether I'm putting good stuff in sometimes. But I know that when I'm putting garbage in, I'm getting garbage out. And you know, I think the interesting thing that when it comes to skipping out on spending time with God. It's not even about putting garbage in and getting garbage out. It's it's more like we're we're humans and we we have a flaw. If we we follow God and and we believe what the Bible says, we, we all have an intrinsic flaw. So it's not even about if you put garbage in, you'll get garbage out. If you don't put good things in, you will end up getting garbage out. It doesn't even have to be garbage going. It doesn't even have to be like, let's talk about like the music you listen to during the week. You don't have to listen to the worst rapper who swears the most and talks poorly about women to get garbage out. But if you want to get something good out, you need to not go mediocre either. You need to put good in. Now, I love music. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that you should just become someone who only listens to hymns because I think there's great value in creativity and I think that God places music and creativity at the hearts of our, of our soul. I think there's a reason that music connects to us. I think there's a reason and I believe that in the Bible it says that that's because God created that way and I'm not saying that you have to get rid of all music that you like but what I'm saying is maybe like an indicator for you is that if you start noticing you're getting garbage out of your life, maybe you need to look at what you're putting in or what you're not putting in. And maybe that's music, maybe it's TV shows, maybe it's movies, maybe it's the people you hang out with, maybe it is the stuff you read, maybe it's other things that you look at, or maybe, like I said, it's just not putting good stuff in. Maybe it's not horrible, maybe what you put in isn't terrible, But maybe it's just mediocre and you could find some better things to put in. And while we're on bad news, while we're on the bad news, by the way, we're going to get to some more good news. Uh, I just want to just just like blanket, blanket advice to you. Claiming that you don't have time 
is is rubbish. That's absolute like uh, people who will tell me all the time that they don't have time, and uh, you know, I I kind of get that. I kind of get that feeling of I don't have time to do this. Like I would like to do this, but I don't have time. You know, the funny thing was like I've had a really, like, I've had a crazy week this week, like a really crazy week. Uh, uh, we've got a show on at the moment. This is not a woe is me thing, but I've been here till like 11 o'clock every night since like Saturday with other people. It's not about me. It's just that it's been a really busy week. I haven't been sitting around at home and, uh, you know, there's been other things going on and I've been getting up early and um, I was actually really challenged. Again, I promise you I'd be honest. When I was reading this, when I was writing this and I wrote down that, you know, I talk to young people all the time and they say they don't have time. And I say, that's, that's ridiculous. Obviously, you know, you can skip a game of Rocket League or whatever it is. Like, you can find time. And the reason that I know that's true is that that's true for me. And because when I look back on my last week, where I had been trying to do stuff for church, we're doing a, we're doing a, a production because we want to reach out to people in the community. I've been trying to make sure the youth stuff is still rolling and stuff for next year and camp is still rolling. And, and I've been listening to... Good music, we'll talk more about that later on, but I, I wrote down this thing saying that I don't have time is, is, is rubbish. And uh, I realized that I'd, I'd been saying that to me this week about actually picking up my Bible. I think that overall I, I've been spending time with God, but when it came to actually picking up my Bible, I looked back over the last six days and I hadn't been good at it. And I stopped writing my message and I went and grabbed my Bible and stopped and, and read it today. And you know, the amazing thing, sometimes when you listen to God, when, when you're writing a message and you're trying to like be the person that has it all together and, and write a message and, and God gives you a little prompt like, mate, you haven't been reading your Bible. Are you going to do something about it before you're on stage at youth tonight? Is He so often comes through on that. And uh, I opened up my Bible and I, I started flicking through Luke and uh, the... This story in Luke 5 caught my eye and I decided to start reading. And, and it's pretty much what my whole message is based around now. So anyway, I'll quickly read you the story. A lot of you will have, will have heard this before. <laughs> it's small up here, by the way. This, look how small it is. This is a silly Bible to bring with me. Okay. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and cut draw." And let down your nets to catch some fish. Fish, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night and we didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time the nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partner, James and John, were also amazed. And Jesus said, replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. So here's what I want to say to some people in the room tonight. Maybe you've had a bit of a crack at this spending time with Jesus thing before. Maybe you've tried a Bible reading plan. Maybe you've, you know, set an alarm on your phone and tried to read your Bible at 4.30 every afternoon and it hasn't worked out. 
maybe you've done all the work all of last night. And maybe tonight, this is just the moment where Jesus says, just cast out your nets one more time and see what I'll do if you give it a crack. You know, this whole message I've been referring to spending time with God as, as spending time with God. It's kind of interesting we use the word spend, isn't it? Because uh, the interesting, like spending, you have to exchange something to get something, right? We give up some of our time. We give that to God. We, we spend it with him. Like we, we do have to give up something. Like if you're going to, you know, using my example before, if you're going to skip a game of Rocket League, if you're the person who plays Rocket League, you like doing that and you have to not do that. It's going to cost you something. And that's why we call it spending time with people. It costs us something, right? But here's the good news tonight, is that I believe God says he will respond. And maybe it'll take a while. Maybe you're not quite there. But keep on going because it is amazing what happens sometimes when you hear a little whisper from God that says, mate, have you been reading your Bible this week? Are you really going to get on stage and talk to all of those people without picking it up? And then you pick it up and the perfect thing just falls out on a silver platter right in front of you. You know, there's a cost to spending time with God. But the reward is so incredible because the adventure that God offers us in our lives is the most challenging, fulfilling adventure that we can go on, even if it seems completely mediocre from day to day. What God is calling each and every one of us in this room to is incredible. And it's because it's not about what you spend your day doing. It's about whether God's presence is with you while you do it. And the thing about spending time with God is that that's how we tune in to his presence. That's how we carry it forward into our days. That's why we leave youth on Friday pumped about reading our Bibles, but get to Wednesday and we're not so excited about following Jesus. It's because we haven't been spending any time. We haven't been tuning in to his presence in our lives. So look, beyond this, I don't want to spend a bunch of time tonight justifying spending time with God. If you want more information about why you should believe in the Bible or how to read the Bible or how to pray more or how to do the spending time with God thing, then that's what we're talking about in Equip tonight. You can stay after youth, 9 till 10 o'clock. That is exactly what we're talking about. So I'm not going to spend a bunch of time justifying it to you right now. But I do want to offer up a few more of my own experiences for you. As I said, some weeks I find it easier to spend time with God during them, and and some weeks I I find it harder. Uh, I started off when I was a teenager, and I was really, really bad at it, and I've gotten better at it, and I've gotten better at realizing when I've been missing it. But every now and then, I'll have a week like this week, and and, you know, the interesting thing is that I was coming up to this week of speaking on this topic, and, and I've actually been doing really good with this for, like, a pretty long time. But wouldn't you know it that the six days before I was doing this message, I would be really crazy busy and be, and I think that this is, was a, a holy thing for me, be reminded of how hard it can be. And I want you guys to know that I'm, I'm there beside you. I'm, I'm not trying to say, I'm not sharing that I was bad at it this week to say that it's okay to be bad at it this week. That's not what you need to hear. 
What I want to share with you tonight is that I know it's hard and I'm trying to get better. And if you want to get better, then let's get better together. Because I've been getting better from when I was a teenager to now and occasionally I'll have a week where I stuff it up. But I'm getting back on the bandwagon tomorrow and you guys can join me if you want. And you know, the interesting thing is this week, I, I noticed some things in my life because I, I wasn't putting good things in. You know, we've been working on this show and and there's been a lot of work to do. And and often what happens when I have a lot of work to do is I put on some like really pumped up music. Who here is like the same like pumped up music? I've got heaps to do. Let's do it. And and so I found myself this whole week trying to get psyched up. So driving here, I was like putting on pumpy music and then we were working all day. So I had this really pumpy music on and I was working really hard and, and doing all this great stuff that I thought was for God. But I, I started noticing earlier this week, after a few days, I, I started noticing some things in my life. I, I started noticing that I was a bit more easily frustrated than I was last week. I started noticing that I got a bit angry about a couple of things. I started noticing some laziness sneaking in. I... Uh, I started noticing some, some self-entitled behavior sneaking into my life. Stuff like, I deserve this. I deserve this time off. I don't need to do that. I, I've worked hard. I, I deserve to not do some of these things. But they're behaviors I don't like the look of when I look in the mirror. When I see those behaviors coming out of my life, I don't look like how they look on me. So I've learned through failures and successes that all it takes is 10 minutes to turn that around. Garbage in, garbage out. Good stuff in, good stuff out. I took five minutes. I took probably maybe more like 10 minutes. I listened to some music, spent some time with God, and tried to figure out what he had to say to me. And you know, I can honestly say that my attitude turned around in those few minutes it, it really changed just taking those 10 minutes and, and listening to God because garbage in, garbage out. And I changed the music I listened to for the rest of this week from then on. I realized that I'd been listening to this pumpy music. And that wasn't bad at the time. I got lots of work done. It wasn't that it was evil. But to fix my attitude, I needed to spend some good time with God, right? So I've already told you about opening my Bible today. I've told you about... Switching to worship music earlier this week. I uh, ended up in this crazy scenario actually yesterday as well. Intro- like after I started listening to God a little bit more this week, I ended up in this crazy scenario. I was walking out of a cafe, I walked across a road, and this, um, this old guy stopped me and said, Oh, how far is it to the hospital? And I was like, It's pretty far to the hospital. I was like in Frankston, and this guy was old right and I was like what are you what what does I was like are you about to die like what is going on here so I found out in the end that he'd actually been robbed the day before and uh, he was in there he was trying to get a script filled at the pharmacy and he'd gone to the wrong place and and all these things and I, I picked him up in the end and took my life into my own hands put a stranger in my own car drove him to the hospital and again this is not just about me But, you know, the interesting thing is that after that, I was feeling pretty holy. I was feeling like, 
Yeah, I've done something good here. I'm kicking goals. But the interesting thing is that even in that moment, tuned into God, he spoke to me quietly. And I can tell you more about this story if you want to hear it. But all I can tell you is that I picked him up and I took him to the hospital and, and he, 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 I don't know, he, was, he could have been lying, I don't know, but he told me he was $20 short for his script and found $20 of change in my center console and gave it to him and said, I hope you have a good day and, and um, new haircut, do you like that? I was on my way to the barber, so I was running a little bit late, so I dropped him off and hopped in my car. And dro- I was driving to the barber and I was like, oh, I have killed it today, holy things are oh, happening all around me right now. And I just heard this still small whisper of God. And, and you have to catch this because it might sound like it was discouraging, but it was actually encouraging. He said, he said to me, why didn't you do more? You just dropped off this guy who was really vulnerable at the hospital to pick up a prescription. He didn't have any, didn't have any family, didn't have any friends who could do that for him. He could help him out on the day after he'd been robbed. And uh, I patted myself on the back that I'd done a really good thing. And I left him at the hospital what happened to him after that? Did, did he get home with that after that? Was there, did that prescription work out? Was there a problem with that? I, I don't know. And, and like I say, I mean, this, this might sound like a really discouraging story, but you know, what I heard from God was not discouragement. What I heard from him was encouragement. It was, you did a great thing, but what more could you do? What more difference could you make? And you know, this is the power of having God's presence in our lives. This is the power of being able to hear him with these little whispers and these little moments is because he will encourage you when you've done something good, but he'll always challenge you to do more. Not because he wants to burn you out, not because he just wants you to be doing heaps of things, but because he wants to grow you and because he has an incredible plan for you. So this is my question, or a few questions for you tonight is, you know, what difference would it make for you to debrief with God for five minutes at the end of the day? Just say, hey, God, did I make you proud today? What could I do differently tomorrow? What difference might it make for you to read for just 10 minutes and see what God has to say for you? What difference could it make to that reading if you chose to do it with somebody once a month who was a little bit further along in the journey with you and could help you understand what you've been reading in the last month a little bit better? If you had someone who you could scribble down questions as you read when you didn't understand what the Bible was talking about and they could help you out. What difference would that make? What difference might it make if you switched out some of the music you listened to or some of the TV shows you watched or some of the the games you played or some of the other things that you took in just for one week or just for one afternoon and chose to spend some time with God instead. I don't know where you're, you're at with God, but wherever you are, this is my encouragement to you. Give it a go this week. Throw the net out and see what happens because God has so many promises for us. He has so many promises for you about his plans for you and about how he wants to encourage you when you feel discouraged, about how he wants to take away that anger that you feel and replace it with something else, about how he wants you to be someone who can change other people's lives. He has so many promises for you and he just wants that opportunity. He just wants you to spend some time with him so that he can speak back to you. Even if you think it's dumb, even if you've been trying all night like the fishermen had, 
put out the nets. See what might happen. We're going to have a, a, a song now, a, a slower song. And this would be my encouragement to you is, is in all the moments, take, take advantage of them where you get to spend with God. We're going to have a few minutes to spend with God right now. Close your eyes. Don't worry about the person next to you. Don't even worry about singing if you don't want to. Sometimes singing can help us have some words to talk to God. But if, if that's not your thing, don't, don't do that. But just say, God, you know, here are my worries. Here are the things making me sad at the moment. Here are the things making me angry. Do you have anything to say to me? Did I make you proud today? Is there anything I could do differently tomorrow? Is there anything you want to encourage me about? Is there anything I should keep on going with? Are there any habits that I should should stop? And just give up a few minutes of tonight. Maybe you came tonight not even thinking about the fast songs or the slow songs being an opportunity to spend time with God, but but here's an opportunity to spend that time. I'm going to pray real quick and then the band's going to take it away. But if you, if you have any more questions, if you want to hear the full story of the weird old guy in Frankston, you'll be able to find me later on. Is that cool with everyone? Hey God, I just thank you so much that you challenged me this week and that you gave me something to say and that you gave me an opportunity to be honest. And, and Lord, I just pray that the words I've shared were from you and that they're encouraging to people and that people live their lives a little bit differently this week in that they're closer to you, God. I just pray that in this next couple of moments that you would speak more clearly and, and a little bit differently to people and how you've spoken before, Lord. I just pray that you would open people's ears supernaturally, whether they, they think they're going to hear from you or not. And Lord, I just pray that you would whisper encouragement and whisper your words and whisper your plans into their hearts in the way that only you can. Lord, we just thank you so much that you have plans for us, that you want so much more, that you want to encourage us to be a little bit better every day, that you want to say, good job, and and here's a new task for tomorrow because you want us to have adventurous and fulfilling and, and great lives, Lord. God, help us to focus on you. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.